team of teenagers with attitudes. <clears throat> this is He Cultura, He Cultura, He Cultura. I am Studio Mogura, Studio M-O-G-U-R-A. You can PayPal me, PayPal.me PayPal at slash Studio Mogura, uh, or you can cash app, dollar sign Studio Mogura. Uh, if you send all your donations, it will go toward the making of my independent film. If you include your name in the memo, it will be included in the credits of the film and in the IMDb listing, and you'll get official producer credit. You can also check out with the QR code my book, Full Moon Nights, uh, available on Amazon for $9.99 and hardcover at, uh, on Barnes & Noble for $16.99. It's a chronicle of the Miami rave scene in the early 2000s, uh, and it's based on all the crazy stuff that it did when I was younger. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and check that out, support, and, uh, and, and yeah, let's see what happens. I'm all like, whatever, dude. Um... You know, if you saw, which I'm sure you didn't, because I don't think anybody's watched it, but the previous sequel to that I did earlier before the game, um, you know, I didn't want to talk about all of these guys that passed and stuff like that, because I know I got into it with Kim, Kim Jong-ji. And uh, thinking about it now, like, it's kind of crazy how, like, you know, when I was thinking about Kim Jong-ji, I, I think I'm pretty sure I told the story of Corey Haim. And... Uh, and now that this happened with JDF, like I'm totally devastated because I ne as as big of a fan as I was, I watched every one of his like you know episodes on on Power Rangers. He was like my favorite Power Ranger. He was a great guy. I followed him online, and you know I saw him at conventions all the time and stuff like that. But in reality, I never actually met him, and I never you know went to the line to like meet him because you know when I go to these conventions, a lot of times I go to work. I go to go do my own art, have my own booth and stuff like that. So number one, you don't get a lot of time to go look around. 
It's only at the end. And a lot of times, I'm by myself. I don't have somebody that I can be like, hey, can you check the booth when I go and just enjoy myself? I don't ever have that. It's just be by myself, so I can never go and look around. Um, so the times that I did go, I just, you know, was like, oh, I'll, I'll check him out later and stuff like that because he's always packed. He's got a humongous line and stuff like that of people wanting to meet him. And at the same time, you know, like like I said with the Corey Haim deal, like, me da pena. Like, I get a little bit embarrassed, you know, because I feel like I'm an older guy and, I, and it looks kind of weird. I love you, man. You're awesome. You know, and I know other people do it and it's it's it's, it's no, really no big deal. But, like, I still, I guess I still haven't gotten over that yet. And I got to get over that now, I guess, because... This was this was really out of the out of the blue and kind of devastating because it just you know it's one thing to like pass like in a in a tragic manner but it's another thing to pass and in a really tragic manner in the sense that you you take your own life and uh, he was somebody that you you know if you followed him online you never really saw any turmoil you never saw him like sad you know you saw him sad when he would talk about his brother because his brother actually I believe committed suicide and. Um, you know, like, he never really would talk about it. He would always be like, well, I don't want to talk about it, or I'm not going to get into it or anything like that, and whatever. Um, but he would always, like, every year memorialize him and on stuff like that on the day of and his birthday and whatever. And, um, but he never, like, showed any kind of signs of, like, uh, he, he never had any drug problems or anything like that. Never, at least we don't know of, you know, like, we never saw it. Like, I saw that today, I just saw that I didn't realize he had divorced his wife and stuff like that. Like, the, 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 the blonde chick that he was with, that was, you know, that seemed like they were, like, awesome together. Because I would see them, you know, they would post, like, skydiving videos when they were together. And it was really strange because you hadn't seen him post any skydiving shit, like, in a long time. And he is, he was a big-time fucking skydiver, like, with that, with that with, you know, with his wife, I guess. And, um, and, you know, they had, like, Jenna Frank together. So it was, it's... It sucks, man, because you start following the daughter because the daughter is now trying to become, like, the next Power Ranger. She wants to be, like, the next Pink Ranger or Green Ranger or whatever. And so it's like, you know, she had made her appearances and all stuff like that. And he was just kind of getting her into the fold of it. And then, you know, this happens. And so it's like, well, what's going to happen with her? And you don't care about, like, the show and stuff like that. You more just care about her, like, what's going to happen with her and stuff, you know. And, you know, luckily she's older and, and he got to see her graduate high school and all that kind of stuff. But still, you know, she had a whole life ahead of him for him to see. And, uh, you know, he's going to he's gonna miss that and she's going to miss having him around. So it's just really, really sad. But um, it's just kind of wild that how this China just came out of nowhere. And this you, he's the last person that I would have ever expected to kill himself. I mean, I know I say that feeling the same way with Robin Williams and when Robin Williams died I was absolutely floored by that like that really really fucking shocked me and like but afterwards I kind of the more that I saw him and the more that I saw his routines and his shows I realized oh yeah it's there you could see it there was something there so and plus you know I'm not gonna really knock comedians because comedians tend to be very depressed like most comedians are very depressed people dude and that's why they're comedians you know so, I wasn't really too shocked by that. I wasn't too shocked by Kurt Cobain. I knew Kurt Cobain was, like, fucking on heroin and all this shit, and he was dealing with a bunch of crap. And So when that happened, that was, like, fucking horrible shit, man. But, you know, it was like our Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, you know, Jim Jim Morrison moment, you know. So it was like when, when I, at the time, I was into, I was my dad was getting me into classic rock and stuff like that, too. So 
or he had already, you know, I had already been introduced to classic rock at a very young age. And so when that happened, I, was, I don't want to say I was prepared for it, but I, I was like, oh, well, you know, that happens to rock stars. And it really, it sucked. And it was like, wow, you know, I'm never going to hear his music again and shit. But whatever, you know, I really didn't, like, resonate with me as much because, you know, I had already, like, had my Nirvana moment and I was really more moving into punk rock at that time. So I really wasn't as attached before, but I knew it was a humongous deal. And uh, so this, but this was, like, different. This wasn't really a rock star thing. This, this to me, really felt like when... When Brandon Lee died, when Brandon Lee died, I, I remember that like vividly. Like I remember seeing the report on, on, on Entertainment Tonight and I remember seeing a, um, which kind of traumatized me, man. It was, uh, it was like a tabloid and they actually had pictures from the set, I think. I'm pretty sure, man, that they had pictures from the set and, and like you see him slumped and, and it was like, what the fuck, man? You know, and, and that really set me off. Um, so, I don't know. This made me feel like that, I guess, because of his martial arts connections, you know, like I, I looked at JDF a lot like I looked at, you know, Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee, and I looked at, uh, 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 you know, Jackie Chan and Yun Biao and, and, and all those guys, man, like I, 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 I really respected them as not only as, I mean, they, they weren't, the, he wasn't the best actor in the world, I mean, on, on, he was a good, he was an actor, you know, he was just he was a young guy trying to make it, he was more martial artist than actor, you know, a lot of those people who they got on that show were more, you know, martial artist or, or gymnast or whatever than, than actors. All of them, you know, were, were like super young and fresh-faced. And so I'm not going to be like, oh, he was a terrible actor. Like, they were all bad. But that was the whole point. It was awesome. It was a kid's show. So it was, you know, it was fun. It was cheesy, dude. And that was, that's what I loved about it, you know. And But regardless of the their acting skill, they were great athletes, man. Like, all of them. All of them were like real athletes, which is what I loved about the show. I love that they got young people and you could see them doing their own stuff. Because at that time, I was watching a lot of Jackie Chan. Like a lot of old Hong Kong, like 80s Hong Kong, 80s HK action and stuff like that. Where you see guys get hurt. You see guys doing their own stunts. You see the, the main actor is the is a, is a stuntman. Not, it's not just Jackie Chan, you know. It's like you know other people and stuff like that. Like um, um, uh, Donnie Yen and, and, and even, like I said, Yun Biao and Sabo Hung, stuff like that. That whole, tr that whole crew... Like, there was a lot of people there that, you know, they, they do their own stuff. So when you see, like, an American kid's show and, and you know, and I, I understood that it was like a Japanese show originally and they're kind of, like, ripping it off and stuff and they were just making Americanizing it. And, uh, you know, a part of me was like, oh, that's bullshit because I was really hardcore into anime at that time. So I, I wanted, I was a very purist and so I was like, ah. But then secret, I would watch the show all the time. You know, like I, when you would go to school, you would never, you would say, "Oh, I don't watch that shit. That's just bullshit." You know, you would, you would totally put that. But everybody watched that show. Like everybody went to school said they didn't watch that show, because if you did, you got your ass kicked and you got made fun of and you were called gay and all this kind of stupid shit. And it's like, you know, dude, it's just a fucking kid show that I like to watch. There's action in it. What the fuck's a big deal? But because you know, there's like the the monster and the costume and that's like funny for Americans. You know, they can't get past that. Um, you know, they make fun of it. So you couldn't really be out and saying, oh, you know what, I, 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 love, I love Power Rangers. Like, a lot of people today, it's so funny, like, so you see so many Power Rangers fans, and you're like, well, if you're a Power Ranger fan now that you're, like, old, you must have been a Power Rangers fan back then, why didn't you fucking say anything? It's like, oh, you know, no one said anything, because they knew that if you said that you liked Power Rangers, you would, you would, you would be ridiculed, you know? Where I, where I came from, you would be ridiculed. So you couldn't really say it. I didn't honestly reveal that until I met my friend Raul in... in well, I, I hadn't met him. I, you know, I went to elementary with him, but he went to a different uh, middle school. And when 
And then I got to high school, highly high. Like he went there, but I went to a different high school. And then it wasn't until senior year where I came back, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna take drama." And I got to drama, and he was in the same drama class, and we reconnected, and boo, we hit it off right away. And that's when we started the you know the whole PM crew, and we started the, the music label, we started making music together, all this kind of stuff. And the one thing that connected me and Raul was that he could do corkscrews, like you know, like the fucking spin, like when you get punched in the face and the guy goes like that, like he could do that shit. And not only could he do it, but he could also do it and then land on his feet, like right out of fucking Power Rangers. And I was like, dude, that's fucking amazing that you do that. And I, I, you know, I tried to learn it, but it was just the fear of like looking up and rolling and not noticing that scene where you're gonna land. Like that, I could never do it. Uh, I was too much of a chicken. And so, but he could do it. And that was something. And I was like, bro, how did you ever figure that out? And I was like, bro, I would watch Power Rangers all the time, you know. And, and I'd go out to the front yard and I'd practice that shit and like fall, practice, practice until I fucking got it. And, uh, and I was like, wow, that's fucking insane, bro, because I used to watch that show too, but I never fucking said anything because everybody would fucking make fun of the show. And he's like, no, nah, bro, that show was the bomb, dude. Like, it, and, and then he understood that it wasn't just, he wasn't watching it just for the fucking, for the monsters or for this and all that. No, he was watching it for the martial arts, which is what I was watching it for. I was watching it for two things, the martial arts and for fucking Amy Jo Johnson. That's why I'm watching the fucking show. That's it. You know, I'm watching it for the Pink Ranger and I'm watching it for fucking uh, uh, martial arts and the fucking action sequences and all this kind of shit and, and like the fight choreography, which was great, man. The fight choreography was really, really good. And um, so, you know, it was nice to watch it. But then, and then when they, when they brought in Jason David Frank, the show took like, a, it went to another level. Because, you know, you got, you had the whole like storyline between Green Ranger and Pink Ranger and you wanted to see them together. And I was like, ah, you know. But he was also really good. Like, he was a really, really good martial artist, and he was a good performer that he would go out there and he would, like, put a show to it and shit. Um, and then, of course, like, the, the Green Ranger was, was the best fucking ranger out of all, you know, all time. Out of all the fucking rangers up until today that have happened, there's still the only one that's the best one is the Green Ranger. Um, so, man, like, it's just crazy, dude. This is just insane. And then to, to lose him like that is wild. So, you know, I guess I know since, you know, we got fucking absolutely slaughtered today and blown the fuck out by 30 fucking plus points or whatever the fuck it was. Like, I'm like, what the fuck am I going to waste my time talking about the heat for, dude? There's no point to even talk about the heat or anything like that, because what do you what do you want to hear? I have no fucking help for you. I have nothing to fucking give. I have nothing at all. I mean, did you watch the game? I'm sorry. Did you watch the game? No. Like, you turned that shit off second quarter. You were done. I watched the whole game. I had the whole game running. And I watched it. Up until the end. And it's like, I got nothing for you. I have absolutely nothing for you. There's no point in even thinking about this. Just move on to the next one, bro. Because it was, there was main guys weren't playing. This was just an automatic loss. Which is what I said before. When we, uh, you know, in the previous part, uh, uh, Cultura that I recorded before the show, I was like, yo, this is going to be a loss. So it's no point to even get pissed off or anything or whatever. This is just going to be a fucking a loss. So take it as it is. So that's what it was. So you can't get mad. So I'm not going to get mad. And then at this point, I'm not going to waste any time talking about it because we knew what was going to happen. And you, you know that like, oh, we're, well, we got to go try and win something in Minnesota, but that's not going to happen. We're not going to win in Minnesota. This is going to be a, four, a fucking road loss streak, whatever the fuck. Like, we're not coming back with a win. I'm pretty sure. Because we don't got no guys to play. And you want to... And then the game's tomorrow. And guys were gassed today. Guys were gassed today. And they're playing tomorrow. You think they're going to win tomorrow? 
I don't think so, bro. So I'm going in there in the same mindset, and this is not like me crapping on the Heat. This is just me real being realistic. They don't have Butler. They don't have Hero. There's a good chance they're going to lose that game. Okay? And they might, they might not have Robinson. So, I mean, not that he contributes, but, you know, you never know. And they're short-handed with a bunch of guys. So, you know, Gabe Vincent wasn't even playing. So I'm not going to... What are we talking about here? There's no reason to get pissed off. You know what? This is a great opportunity to play Jovic. There's a great opportunity to play uh, Jamal Cain. Great opportunity to play the new Robinson. Great opportunity, uh, opportunity to play all these young guys. Get them in there. Get Jovic playing with Bam and see how that works out. Get them working together because Jovic is a great passer. That's something that we discovered today. Holy shit, he's a great passer. We discovered that. So let's let's, let's try and work that. And that's all this is going to be. This is just going to be trying to fold in these guys into, into, into the current roster and Getting him some minutes and getting him going and seeing what happens. Got to give Jamal Cain more minutes. Might as well start his fucking ass, you know? Who gives a shit? Start his fucking ass. If you're going to fucking, if you know you're going to fucking probably fucking lose a game, start his fucking ass and give him motherfuckers a break. Fuck it. You know? Like, I don't know, man. I, I give him more minutes, give everybody minutes, make them all fucking play, dude. And and, uh, and just get him going, you know? Get him loose and get him, get him into the fold. Get him into the rotation, you know? These guys need minutes, so give them minutes. And these are great minutes right here because we, we know we're going to lose, and we don't really give a shit about the win or the loss at this point, you know? We're just going to have to just survive the uh, what I said before is all we wanted to do was come away with no injuries, and we didn't do that. We didn't even do that. We came away with fucking Duncan Robinson fucking getting injured. So what the fuck do you want, man? Like, this, all we want to do is just get back home at this point. Get back home at this point, and, and let's just try and reload at home. Let's try and get everybody back healthy. And shit is not going to pop until Hero gets back. We are not going to be a, 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 a team that can maybe win a fucking game until Hero gets back or until Butler gets back. Until somebody fucking gets back. Because right now, with what we have, it's not enough, you know? Uh, it's not that it's not good enough. It's just it's not enough. You know, there's just so much more firepower out there. Everybody has a fucking three shooter. So, like, you saw, it was just... Did you even remember Donovan Mitchell was on the Cavaliers? Because I'm going to be... Straight up with you. I didn't. I forgot. Do you think if I would have remembered that Donovan Mitchell was on the fucking team, I wouldn't have mentioned it in the previous podcast before the game? I would have said, look, you know, we're going to go in there, the Cavaliers, and we're going to fucking probably lose because Donovan Mitchell's out there and he's, kill he's killing everybody now. I didn't, I didn't remember that. I was thinking more just like the regular fucking Cavs team that are a bunch of young guys that are really hungry and they've got, you know, good, decent players. And so I'm like, oh, those guys are going to kick our ass. I was not even thinking about Donovan Mitchell. And Donovan Mitchell didn't even have a fucking shot in the first half. He didn't start going off until the second. When they were up already 25. So it's like... Just write that shit off, move on with your life, and go fuck yourself. And that's what we're going to do. So... Uh, game tomorrow, 7.30, fucking Wizards again. And this is... this is We gotta do something. We gotta win this game. We gotta try and win this game, because... If not, the Wizards are gonna have a, they're gonna be up on us for the playoffs, and then we just we're gonna have to hope that they fucking have a worse record, and we're gonna have just gonna have to fight for a best record, so or a better record than they are, at least, because if we tie with their right, we tie records with them, they're gonna they're gonna fucking get in, and we're not. So yeah, that's 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 enough. He talk, right? I mean, fuck it, bro. You don't want to hear any more of that shit. What the fuck do you care? Fuck it. The other fucking person. That just recently passed that really kind of messed me up was Kevin Kevin Conroy, and he's the original voice of the of Batman from the Batman anime series from the early nineties. And fuck, man, that's one of the best shows I've ever seen in my entire life to this day. You watch that shit now, and you're like, God damn, that shit's so good. And it's not like a cartoon for really it's a cartoon for kids, but it's 
It's a car- it was a cartoon for adults, man. At the time when I saw that shit, I was like, wow, this is really heavy and this is really intense. This is not like the the movies were more sugar uh, sugar coated. The animation was not. The animation was dark, you know, and it was great. And it was exactly what Batman needed to be. You know, I wanted to see, I want to see a Batman like in a, I don't think Batman, I mean, I know Batman works in modern times, he works in any kind of fucking time, whatever the fuck, but I would like to see him in, in a world that's like this modern 1950s world, which is what like Tim Burton kind of did, uh, but he really didn't. He kind of did, but he kind of didn't. So uh, it's, it's like, it's, it's, it, you needed to be like a goth Dick Tracy. You know, like a goth version of Dick Tracy is how I've always imagined Batman to be. And, and this was the, that was the show. And his voice is just so iconic and just so memorable and, and, and so instantly recognizable that like, um, you know, you can't think of anybody else. And so when they did Harley Quinn, when the Harley Quinn show came out and there was a new Batman voice for, for you, know, I was like, I don't know if this is going to work, man. I'm surprised I didn't get Kevin Conroy. That kind of sucks. Because you wanted to keep the fucking, you know, the continuity. And they didn't even get Mark Hamill, which I thought was like, that's kind of disgraceful, bro. But then I realized, oh, you know, it's like, it's like a different kind of Batman. It's a different kind of Joker. It's a whole different kind of world. But the way that I look at the Harley Quinn show, I'm like, that show's canon. That show is not, you know, another kind of universe. That show is canon to the DC animated world, to the DC animated universe, dude. So you have Batman animated, uh, Batman animated series. You have Batman and Robin. You have... Uh, uh, the the uh, the the Batman the, the future Batman Batman Beyond. You have uh, you know the Justice League. You have you know Justice League Unlimited and then whatever else that came in between all that shit. Like all that is canon, and Harley Quinn is canon too because a lot of the stuff that ha- uh, happens in Harley Quinn it always harkens and ties back to like previous shit that you've seen before in the animated series. So. Um, so all that shit's canon. So I was really shocked that they didn't have those two voices. But you know what? It's a different kind of style and taste, you know? So I was like, okay, this is, they're, they're, you're not going to have fucking Mark Hamill saying fuck and Kevin Conroy and all that kind of shit. So I get it. You know, it's fine. It's more, like more adult versions. So let's go. But uh, I think it would have been great if they would have had him. I think it would have been great if he would have had Kevin Conroy, if he would have had Mark Hamill. I think it would have been hilarious. But um, unfortunately, you can't do that now because, you know, he passed. And uh it's just kind of tough because, you know, you start like, oh, shit, well, who do I have who do I have to worry about next, man? And I don't, You don't want to think that way. You don't want to think about, like, who's next? Oh, my God. You know, the fucking Deadpool. So I'm like, it's horrible, man. What you do got to do is you got to make sure you celebrate your fucking heroes now, man. Celebrate the people that you love now, not not later on, you know? And, and one thing I've learned is, man, if you're a fan of somebody, just fucking tell them. Just tell them, man. Tell them you're a fan. Make the line and meet them. It's no big deal. You're not an idiot. You're not a loser. You know, you're, you're more of a loser because you didn't. And now look at you. You didn't. You never did. You never met him. You never you never got to just shake his hand. I always wanted to put write a, write a script for him. I wanted to do a movie for him. I wanted to put him in an action film. A really good action film. Like... Like I, I don't know, make him in, put him in fucking John Wick. Put him in fuck. I would have loved, bro. You know how amazing JDF would have been on on Agents of Shield. Like I was so pushing for J. When I remember when, a- when Agents, Agents of Shield was going on, I was like, bro, get JDF on the show, man. Like JDF should have been Ward. Like I think JDF would have been an amazing Ward. Like I love uh uh uh, Brett Dalton. Brett Dalton is was great. I love him. I love him, and I I wanted to bring him back, and I loved it. It was great. 
But I'm like, man, I, I, if looking back now, it would have been awesome if they would have casted JDF as, as Ward. Or JDF in another role, or JDF as, as part of, you know, you, a guy where you don't know if he's good or bad, and he's, he's usually good, but you just don't know. And, uh, or, or something, I don't know, man, recurring character. Um, would have loved to have seen that. I would love to have eventually seen, you know, JDF as, as Casey Jones, like, in, a, in another live-action, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It would have been awesome to see him as Casey Jones. It would have been awesome to see him in a fucking Star Wars fucking shit because he's got like martial arts skill and stuff. It would have been awesome to see him in a Marvel, actual Marvel movie as a, as a, just some random villain, you know, some villain who kicks fucking ass, you know, put his ass in, he should have been in fucking Shang-Chi, man. J, J, JDF should have been in Shang-Chi. What the fuck happened there? I don't want to hear that he's not like, a, oh, he's not a great actor. What, he, like Hayden Christensen is right? No, he's not. Okay. You just saw fucking, uh, 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 what's this guy? Fucking Obi-Wan Kenobi blow it out his ass with this fucking shitty ass show Obi-Wan. Ewan McGregor. He's a great actor. Shout all over that shit. The whole thing was a shit fest. Uh, even if you're a great actor, you have moments where you're shit. But even when the shittiest actor can have moments where he shines. So, you know, it's just a matter of putting that person in the right situation. With the right script, with the right like crew, and the right idea. And he was never really given that chance. He was always, you know, making like, independent films. And, and it's cool, it's fine. I mean, you do your thing. That's that's their thing. He was famous, bro. Like, he was getting around. He's, you know, he's... He was still riding the fucking Power, Power Rangers fame. He was going to ride that shit to the end, dude. And he did. And more power to him because... Most people will just be like, oh, I don't want to fucking... I, I, I'm embarrassed by the Power Rangers. Oh, I don't want to even look back. That was so embarrassing. Like, the majority of people who do shows like that, when they get older, they, they don't look back on it finally. I mean, look at Harrison Ford. He hates. I mean, I, it's a, I don't even know if it's a joke anymore, if he does it a propósito. And I kind of feel he does, you know, just to, just to fuck around and mess around with people. But, you know, there's a moment he hated that shit. Why? He hated Star Wars. He hated Daniel Jones. All this stuff made you. And you're like, you hate it? Why do you do it then? Why are you doing it again now? So you hate Guap coming out to the music so much? Why are you doing it again now? JDF was not like that, man. JDF loved what he did. He loved being a Power Ranger. He loved his fans. He embraced them. And that was like the... There was nobody else like JDF. Like, Stan Lee was probably, again, the closest to somebody who would relate to the fans as well as JDF. And I know there's other people out there that they do, and they go out of their way for the fans, like the Star Trek people and, and all this kind of shit, and definitely comic people and stuff, but JDF was like on another level. And you all knew it. When you all went to conventions, bro, you all knew that JDF was there, and JDF was a big deal, and JDF had his own thing, and... This is tough, man. It's tough, bro, because, you know, I don't want to... I don't want to dwell on it too long, so... So let's take these two, since we're at 28 minutes now. Let's just take this moment to smoke a fucking bowl for JDF and Kevin Conroy. This is the... 30% fucking, um, uh, pineapple upside down cake. This, they only gave me two nugs. I only got two nugs, and this is supposed to be an eighth. So this right here together, all that is an eighth. That's an eighth. Which I'm a little bit like, that better be an eighth, bro. But when you feel it, oh yeah, that's heavy. 
But it's not as dense as like a berry runs. The berry runs is super super dense. This is almost. But um And then we're going to take the last little bit of colada for the Dark Knight. Okay? So we're going to smoke some green for the Green Ranger. And then we're going to drink some black for the Dark Knight. Okay? That's it. That's all I got for you. <clears throat> um, we'll be back tomorrow. Game starts at 7.30, I believe. Uh, so, yeah. Go in there with low expectations, man. Go in there tomorrow with low expectations. Don't be like, oh, there's no reason to even be going flipping out anymore. At this point, we are 7 and 10, bro. That's who we are. So you know who we are. So right now, let's cut the fucking bullshit of like, oh, we're better than 76ers and the fucking Celtics, and we're still this, and we're still better than... We're not better than anybody at all at 7 and 10. Okay? Not even better than the people below us, because the people below us, on a good day, will beat us. So, time to just cut it. And, for, and right now, remember how I've always said, what are those? Those are the steps, bro. Just got to start taking the steps now all over again because we're we climbed up to the top and fell back fucking down and, you know, rompió la nalga because this is bullshit. We were right there 500 and now look at where else. We're, hey, where the fuck are you? I don't know. I don't know where the fuck I am. I, I'm fucking here. I don't know. So one thing at a time, bro. And the first thing that we got to do is just win one fucking game. Can you win this last road game? Maybe. Probably not. So don't go in, they're pissed off if they don't win it. You know, the last Wizards game really pissed me off because they should have won that game and it was one, one point and I'm like, fuck. But in reality, I can't get pissed off because, again, you didn't expect for them to win. Just whatever, bro. Whatever happens, happens. It is what it is. So it just sucks and it's tough because you want to be like, yeah, we're a good team, but we're not, bro. We're a team that needs a lot of work, bro. And the hope is, is that, okay, we're going to figure this shit out before All-Star break. And then after All-Star break, we're going to just have to make our run then. Because right now, there's we are absolutely devastated by injuries. People are just not able to play, which is so kind of crazy. Because I still feel it's super early in the fucking season, bro. But whatever, man. It is what it is. So, you know, we had a deep run. But you can't really complain about us having a deep run. Because the fucking Celtics are the best team in the fucking league right now. And it's like, they had a really deep run last year. So, and they lost. No excuses. No excuses at all. So, let's see what happens, man. Sorry. Or you can say it like that. Fuck it. Say it like that. Like that. Let's see you say it. He cultura. He cultura. He cultura. He cultura. I'm Studio Mogura, Studio M-O-G-U-R-A. 
paypal.me slash studio mogra cash app dollar sign studio mogra uh all donations go toward the making of my film uh put your name in the memo and your name will be included in the credits and you'll be giving uh producer credit and your name will appear in the imdb uh listing uh check out my book full moon nights available on amazon for 9.99 and available on barnes and noble online for 16.99 it's a chronicle of the miami rave scene in the early 2000s and uh, you know a uh you know look at all my shenanigans when i was younger so check it out all right so we'll see you tomorrow um rest in peace jdf rest in peace batman kevin conroy all right don't freak out just freak out man